0: All right, so today is a very special Reunion 2020 episode. What is that? That's when I had a guest on in the past, and I liked him so much I had to bring him right back. All right, so today's guest is Danny Harani, and he is the SVP of Retail Innovation over at Caliber Home Loans. Uh, Danny, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Adam.
1: I really appreciate you inviting me back.
0: So excited to get into it with you today. I mean, it's, you know, New Year, 2020. Everybody's thinking about taxes already and tax time, all these things, and lending and their mortgage. That's a big part of the whole, of the whole picture. Um, but before we get into, you know, the current state of the market and what's going on, um, I don't want to assume everybody is, uh, you know, they listened to the first episode. I don't remember when we recorded. It might have been like a year ago already now. Um, that being said, let's get into what you're doing over at Caliber Home Loans. So tell us a little bit more about the company, please.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, my my current role at Caliber Home Loans is to really focus on relevant improvements to our current processes that are really going to make a meaningful impact on the originators, our local originators that are kind of distributed out into their communities. So, retail innovation is about going where the, the puck is going, not just looking back and saying, you know, what worked in the past and you know, how are we going to continue to invest in that? And there, there's definitely a component of that, though, you know, to, to think that some of the tried-and-true methods of building trust and cultivating relationships don't work would, would be a big mistake. And, you know, we see some of, you know, the other players in the market, you know, trying to completely deviate from the, the just basic tried-and-true methods of relationship building and trust building inside of communities. Um, so what we're trying to do is really build a model that is high-touch, uh, where, where we have our distributed community-based lenders that are you know part of the Caliber team supported by a super-efficient platform that's, that's high-tech uh, that really backs them up and allows them to r- provide faster, better, more accurate advice to those families that they're serving so that we can create more sustainable homeownership out in those markets that we're based in.
0: What kind of, um, what kind of role is, uh, is FinTech playing over at Caliber? Because I mean, just, um, you know, things are becoming more and more automated. Things are becoming, uh, I mean, everything's just changing. I'm just curious how, how interesting, um, it is that Caliber is riding that line between, you know, obviously automation and the extreme answer where, where you talk to nobody. And then this one's the opposite. It wants to be very efficient to provide that amazing, um, service, but also have
1: that personal touch. Well, Adam, I wouldn't say it's the opposite because a a modern mortgage company and a modern originator really needs to be efficient and they need to be spending their time very wisely. And that's really what we're focusing on now. And the way I, I personally break it down is to look at work that's scalable and then work that's unscalable. And the scalable work is the work that can be automated, right, and it can be made more efficient. This isn't about eliminating roles, right? So, for example, you know, I've been hearing for years, years and years, that processors are going to be wiped out, right? Like, this year's the last year that you're going to have a processor. <laughs> that's never happening. Them, right?
0: anybody, anybody that's gotten a loan, I think we can argue that's never happening. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing that I think will happen, though. I think a, a processor could legitimately carry, you know, fifty to eighty loans in their pipeline and actually mm-hmm. stay sane. You know, right right now, that that would be an insane level of touch points mm-hmm. for for one one person to maintain and 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 have a very effective client experience. But with the support of technology and managing tasks efficiently, and you know, uh, you know, having AI rank tasks appropriately to have the most success in creating a delightful client experience, which is really the focus, right? Our our end user family, that's who we're here to serve, right? And it's very important that we keep them firmly in our mind as we're we're going through these processes. But it's not about eliminating the role. It's just making sure that they can do the unscalable parts of their job with more more freedom of time, right? Because the scalable stuff needs to get off everybody's plate so that the unscalable work of creating connection and providing... Solutions which you know you, you don't know how much time you're going to spend with a with a client you know when mm-hmm. they call up and say that they they need your help, which is really what what everybody's calling up a lender that's exactly what they're saying they don't want money, they want help right because they don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting around you know to, to purchase into this next phase of their of their lives right and and their their growth and and whatever you else you want to call it American dream and, and all that. Uh, so it's it's just very important and, and something that we've really focused on is this you know commu- being inside of the communities, which is a, is a mm-hmm. commitment that Calibers made that that you know many others have made. So I don't want to say that we're, we're unique in that space, but being distributed out so that when we meet with our customers and give them advice, we know that we're going to see them six months or six years later at the supermarket. So what we what we do actually matters because we're actually living in those communities.
0: No, it's awesome. And I, lo- and I love the local approach. Um, that's that's awesome. And uh, so let's talk about what's going on in mortgages in 2020. Um, so let's talk about the market in general.
1: Um, anything you, you care to comment on? Well, Adam, I mean, if I knew what was going to happen in 2020, I, 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 <laughs> I mean, that's like basically the equivalent of, of having a winning lottery ticket right now. Um, I think the one thing that everybody's counting on is a lot of volatility. Uh, and I think th- there's a lot of Shoes that can drop in either direction that could have a meaningful impact on on how things go. Uh, one thing that I'm absolutely sure of because this has been true for the last hundred years is that people are going to continue to buy houses and they're going to continue to need loans to buy those houses. And whether the stock market's up or down, or it's a Democrat or a Republican that gets you know elected president, all of those things don't fundamentally impact the the progress, kind of the, the social needs that just develop over time. Um, so where interest rates are going, I mean, it's really anybody's guess. I, I think what we've seen the beginning part of this year is pretty flat, uh, not really anything that exciting. You know, certainly uh, over the last week or so um, as, as of today, we've seen a little bit of a, of a bump up, but, you know, not, nothing really that's going to trigger the massive activity that we saw in 2019. One thing I will say, though, Adam, that, that I, I think is really interesting, is that the if you think about 2016, which is the last you know the, prior to 2019, the last time we had just massive uh, activity from a refi perspective, we were still on the trend where from 1980 all the way to 2016, if you look at a, a graph of the 10-year. It was just constantly Mm -hmm. iterating down, for 30 years iterating down. So every time it went Mm -hmm. down another 25, 50 basis points, you would capture a a 30-year band of of refis, right, going going back all the way to to the 80s, right, and, you know, based on that chart. But 2019 was really interesting because there was only a 12-month band of activity, the 2018 volume that was available for refi, uh, and, and anything that got missed in those previous iterations, right? So this is, you know, this is mm-hmm. just my, you know, oversimplification of the issue. It's a little bit more complex, but by and large, it was just the 2018 loans that were available, and we still have, had a banner year. Many loan officers had their best year ever. Uh, so I, what, what that takeaway for me there is that you know with our ability to stay in touch with our clients and, and all of us in in the industry our ability to add value and, and really focus on long-term home ownership not just the transactional event mm-hmm. of you know getting that that initial um deal done uh i think that's really moving us in a direction where you know we can really capitalize fully on on just the incremental movements versus needing that that big um swath of opportunity now that's awesome, Danny.
0: Um, and so if somebody's listening to this and uh, they want to learn more about Caliber Home Loans or to uh, connect, what's the best way for them to reach out?
1: Well, you know, anybody who's listening to this that has questions about Caliber is actually welcome to reach out to me directly at uh, Danny.Hirani at CaliberHomeLoans.com, my email address. Um, I would love to share more about the company. Um, this this year, two thousand and twenty, um, given all of the investments that we've been making in our processes and technologies over the last five years, uh, really significant dollars and significant energy's been put into creating an environment where loan officers can really thrive. Uh, I mean, i'm I'm here because I love it and I really believe in the culture and message uh, that we represent in the market. And so if anybody wants to learn more about that, um, I'm always happy to share. that's that's something that gives me energy to do man that's that's awesome, Danny, and we
0: really appreciate it um and thanks for coming on the show um I appreciate that um been a great time, great catching up for our reunion twenty twenty um, and to the guests, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. Um, or also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We launched that this year. Um, subscribe there. Leave us some comments if you have some comments on the, uh, on the mortgage industry and what you think is going to happen next. Um, and, Danny, thanks again for coming on the show. My pleasure,
1: Adam. Have a great one.